Hey, sisters, can you believe it's July already? Do you ever feel like summer brings a huge disruption of routine? And sometimes part of that is welcomed. And sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, especially when you are already dealing with the shaky foundation of health that perimenopause brings us. We are already kind of in unstable there. And then we move into a time period where it becomes really difficult to have a solid foundation because our routine is disrupted. And although I think that's valuable, it can feel overwhelming when you're trying to make progress and create new habits and change that make that foundation solid so we can get out of the way for our body and hormones to rebalance and heal themselves and have consistent energy and heal gut health issues and of course release weight. So I wanted to give you the heads up on what we'll be launching in August. I'll be opening up space for my exclusive one month hormone rebalancing private coaching program. It is designed to get you back into clarity, consistent energy and patience for your career, your family and your sex drive to help you end the year and head into the next year feeling lighter and in a body that actually releases weight easily without doing more to help you gain the confidence and motivation to become the woman you know in your gut that you should be. It's perfect for you if you are consumed with how uncomfortable you feel in your body more than 10% each day. I think about 10% as being a normal variable amount that we might be distracted by how we're feeling in our body. The rest of the time, we really should feel great. That's where body neutrality kind of lands us. It's, it's perfect for you if you're finding yourself on the couch most evenings drinking wine or snacking on foods that you know aren't healthy for you and you want to stop but you can't or that you're waking up each night thinking about everything you have to do or everything you should be doing to feel better in your body. If you're finding yourself in your closet every day frustrated with getting dressed if you often wish you had more patience for your children or your partner or the people in your life that and you want to feel happy in your body again, it's perfect for you if you have been to your healthcare provider and of course they're telling you that everything is normal with your hormones but you know you just don't feel right. It is my private program where we speak every week for one hour. We dive specifically into you for customized coaching, both physically and as well around the mindset. It's not just the strategy that's customized to you. It's how are you going to implement this strategy? What are the, the mindset blocks that are getting in the way? And how do we overcome those once and for all? It's limited. I only do this a few times a year. I only take on six to eight women at a time because it is my most intensive and close container. So if you are feeling ready to make some real changes in your life and you want that customized piece, I know for me, anytime I'm really serious about change, hiring a coach or investing in myself is always the surefire way for me to get results. Anyone who comes into this program who genuinely follows the process and completes it gets results and gets to weight release. I 
have testimonials to prove it. So I want to encourage you to apply. If there's if this has resonated at all with you, just click the link in in the caption below this podcast swipe up click that link to apply i don't take everyone i will let you know either way look for an email from me within 24 hours of applying and i will let you know whether we will schedule a free call to talk further about whether it's the right thing for you or not all right sisters let's dive in to this next episode What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sisters, how are you feeling in your body today? I have been traveling for the last four weeks. It is the heat of the summer here in Arizona and I do my best to get out of it as best as possible so that I can still enjoy summer the way I did growing up as a northerner. And um, although obviously I feel super grateful to be able to travel and wonderful memories with family and with the kiddos, it definitely, you hit a point when you have been on the road for a while where, or at least I do, where I am craving my routine. So I am two days back and I am really happy to be back kind of leaning on these natural rhythms of my routine to, to really create the space that I need again. I know I talk a lot about obviously the breaking of our routine from here and there and how valuable that can be. And, and it was great, but I... I know the feeling of struggle, especially again, when we're in this hormonal chaos and the shifting landscape of our hormones, when we have all of the rest of our life shifting in a landscape as well, it it can feel extra hard at this time of the year. So I am grateful for that. I'm trying to start here with gratitude, uh, but I'm also really grateful to be home and back in my routine. And I'm so excited to share something that has been coming up a lot with my one-on-one clients lately which is really, you know, the things that kind of get in the way of us creating new habits. So I wanted to take some time today in this episode and walk you through really the three biggest mistakes I made trying to release weight in perimenopause when I started this journey and um, that I still have to consciously make sure I'm not falling back into And I know from hearing from so many of you that they're really common things for you to get stuck in as well. So I want to highlight them so you know to look out for them, um, walk you through, you know, what they look like. And uh, so that I hope you can can be aware of them and make the changes now uh, before you fall too deeply into them like I did. So let's dive in because it's summer. You all have things to do. Maybe you're listening to this on one of your walks. Maybe you're folding laundry. Maybe you're listening to it in the car, still on your way to work. But I'm so grateful you're here. I'm glad you're prioritizing your health. 
And uh, let's get into the three biggest mistakes that I made trying to release weight in perimenopause. So mistake number one was trying to fit myself into the cracks of my life. And by myself, I mean my health, the things I wanted to change, right? We know that perimenopause highlights the unhealthy habits or the habits that are no longer serving us because our, our fundamentally the shifting of hormones make us less tolerant to the things that we were once able to shift under the rug. And of course, youth is super forgiving, so it allows us to to do things that maybe we can't do anymore, like stay up really late and not get enough sleep. Or So for me, one of the biggest mistakes I used to make all the time was trying to fit my health into the cracks of my life instead of building my life around the pillars of my health. And what that looked like a lot was never wanting to disrupt the ecosystem of my family, never wanting to, um, you know, schedule time in an appropriate time for my health. So waking up really early or staying up really late in order to accomplish, you know, these basic elements of our health that we need, which of course are prioritizing sleep, you know, prioritizing eating whole and healthy foods, prioritizing basic movement in the day, and of course, prioritizing fun and pleasure. I know for me, I used to hold on to a lot of guilt around taking any time for myself. And it's really interesting. I had dinner with a friend last night and she reminded me of a podcast that we both often listen to. It's the We Can Do Hard Things podcast with Glennon Doyle. And they recently had an episode all around guilt. And I recommend going to listen to it because it was it was really profound. It was kind of, I feel like if I could give you one of those head exploding emojis right now, I would <laughs> around this because it just was a real eye opener. But just the gist around it is that there's actual guilt, which is when we make choices out of alignment with our values. And the example that was given on that podcast was, you know, when your child tells you, confides in you about something, and obviously you value your child, you value their confidence, but you tell a friend and then, you know, your child finds out and then you feel this guilt because you have done something outside of your value structure, outside of what, you know, your integrity. That is real guilt and that's an appropriate response. But the other guilt that we often carry, this idea of mom guilt or, you know, self-guilt of prioritizing ourselves is not actual guilt. Don't really know what the name is. That They called it non-guilt on this podcast, which I thought was kind of amazing. But it's all the things we feel when we cho- make choices that are in fact in alignment with our integrity, which for everyone, making choices for your health, the base level of your needs in the world, um, you're making these choices, but maybe they do not run in alignment with how society or the people immediate in your life are are viewing it. And that's another level of pressure or guilt or something that we hold on to that's not actually guilt. So one of the biggest mistakes I used to make was really avoid, you know, prioritizing these key health pillars in my life, you know, prioritizing all my responsibilities above them and just trying to squeeze them in somewhere along there, which in the end just really exhausted me, right? That's how we end up getting to burnout. 
And the impact on our hormones is significant because when we're not getting enough sleep, when we're not nourishing our body properly, when we're not at least getting basic movement or a little bit of time for ourselves each day, then things run amok. And in perimenopause, when they're already running amok, it makes things deeper and deeper. It makes the makes the imbalance that we have in our body even more significant. So that was the biggest mistake I made. And it's I realized it's doesn't it's not easy to to prioritize yourself, but understanding that difference in the guilt piece was really helpful for me and that's why I wanted to share it with you so that you can recognize that prioritizing your needs over the wants of other people is not selfish. It is a great example for your children, for them to understand to prioritize their own like key health needs. And at this stage in our life, we don't have a lot of other choice anymore because of the intolerance of our body. Things will not get better unless we begin to make these changes. So when you look at your life, when you're planning your life, you need to begin to create these solid habits and make them your non-negotiables and not in a way where you're waking up at 4.30 to make them happen, not in a way where you're staying up really late at night to make them happen. They need to happen and they need to happen in an appropriate time. Don't forget that women in general need 20 more minutes of sleep than men. And in perimenopause, just like puberty, just like pregnancy, we need even more sleep because of the demand, the energy demand on our body as it goes through this transition. So that was my number one mistake, trying to fit myself into the cracks of my life as opposed to prioritizing these key foundational health pillars. Mistake number two was trying to do it all at once instead of setting one weekly goal. I Tell me, you know, DM me if this is something you're guilty of where you know, on, on Monday, on Sunday, you're like Monday, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to give up all these foods. I'm going to start this workout program. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z or Z, depending on where you're listening to this episode from, I'm going to do all of these things. And it becomes very overwhelming. Remember that, and I used to do this all the time and, and I could swing it for about four days a little bit longer if I was in my follicular phase because we have less cortisol and a lower metabolism in that time. So we have more energy supply and less demand in our follicular and ovulatory phase. But come that luteal phase, and this is why so few people make it past two weeks, we get slammed with elevated cortisol and um, a higher metabolism, which is creating a greater demand in our body. And when we're trying to do all of the things, we need extra energy in order to make things change. So one of the most powerful things I learned how to do was pick one thing each week to start doing. And for me, in the very beginning, the first one thing I did was to drink warm water with lemon in the morning. I did that for an entire week until it became something I was comfortable with. And then I kept that going as I layered on the next thing the next week, which was swapping out my hard workout for, for yoga or just for stretching or just for a walk, something, I shouldn't say just, they're really powerful activities that are base requirements for the movements of our life. This is why when people talk about, you know, getting 10,000 steps in a day, it's why it's been such a powerful way of change for people in their bodies, because walking is, first of all, it goes head to head as something as powerful as antidepressants, right? Movement and exercise can be so significant that way for us. And 
this, then the third thing I started doing was, you know, inserting my greens into the morning before I did anything else. So now I'm taking me three weeks to get there. So instead of trying to do it all at once and then failing and feeling like I have to start all over again, picking that one habit that you begin until you start to feel your body settle a little. Remember that the biggest issue we struggle with, especially in the first half of perimenopause, you know, as early as 35 for some women, you know, into kind of the late 40s, the biggest thing we struggle with is, is not enough progesterone because any level of inflammation, any level of stress is suppressing that progesterone. And, and the shift that's going on in our actual body right now is that torch being passed again from our ovaries to our adrenals. And if if our adrenals are already busy, already taxed, already full, and now they have other things coming in, it suppresses that progesterone, throwing our estrogen out of balance. And it's the added estrogen that creates more hot, hot flashes, more insomnia, more anxiety, more weight gain, especially around the belly, you know, more PMS issues, more mood swings, more instability overall. It's the thing that makes us feel so exhausted and frustrated when it's in a surplus in the body. I know you guys hear me repeat myself on these things all the time, but I repeat it because it really is this simple. I had a client, an old client reach out to me the other day, reminding me or letting me know that she had been implementing everything now for six, seven, eight months. She'd lost 25 pounds, which was, you know, it's exactly what I love hearing from people. It doesn't always happen in the first month. It's the implementation of these small things done over time. For me, it took four months before my body released the weight, but it's these simple things that make that difference. So don't try to do it all at once. Instead, just set one weekly goal, one simple thing that you know you can do and focus on that. Focus on adding that into your life. Okay, mistake number three was trying to secretly change and like, I don't know, maybe just, I always had this feeling that I just, I didn't want to tell people I was trying to change. I wanted to just kind of emerge this like transformed butterfly. And, you know, as I dig into that, I think it was because I was ashamed to ask for help. I was ashamed to come across as less perfect or come across like I couldn't handle it all, which is a real you know, societal norm here for women these days, right? They should be able to handle it all with grace and quietly, not complain, not ruffle feathers. And uh, there's a lot of pressure for us to do that. But when we're handling so much, whenever, you know, in life, when we want to learn something, when we want to be educated in an area, when we want to get better at a, a part of our career, when we want to learn a new skill, we recognize that we don't have that base knowledge. We recognize that we have so much going on in life that we can't just figure out it, figure out how to do those things on our own. So we invest in coaches, we invest in course, courses, we invest in training, we ask for help in order to actually take the time and create the space to learn and master a new skill. And healing your body, knowing your body, hearing the whispers of your body is an entirely new practice for us. If you are someone who is significantly struggling with the debilitating symptoms of perimenopause like I was, like where it's actually impacting your life, if you're consumed with how your body feels more than 10% a day, then, then your life is being consumed by it. And you know that you're in a place where you need to make these changes. It's not going to get better because as we progress closer and closer to menopause, that imbalance gets worse. We need to understand the simple strategy, have the permission to follow that strategy 
and to stay the course to get there. And we can't be afraid to ask for help to do that. When I surrendered to needing help and support, it was always like this release, like this weight lifted off of my shoulders. And it was everything I needed, right? In order to actually, I think, accept and start to create that space in my life to make the changes when you're not trying to handle it all on your own. So remember not to try to secretly change, whether you find a community of friends going through it, whether you, you know, again, hire a coach, take a course, pick up a book, whatever it is, create that time and don't be afraid to ask for help so that you're not alone going through it and that you have someone else there to support you that can give you the permission, remind you you're on, you're on that way and also keep you accountable, right? I think part of my issue when I wanted to secretly change was that, you know, four days in when I was trying to do it all and falling off the wagon, I had no one else there to be like, hey, you're doing too much. Like slow down and just Stop drinking from a fire hose and start taking this baby steps at a time. All of these three mistakes that I made, I know so many of you guys make, all of these avoid the key element of why perimenopause can be so debilitating for some women. Managing and minimizing stress and maximizing calm are these key elements that we need. And it's against everything we've been taught. It's against everything society has made us believe, but it is always the path back. Remember that what is happening on the outside is a reflection of what's happening on the inside. If you're feeling bloated, if you're feeling out of sorts, if you're feeling unable to release weight, if you're feeling brain fog, if you're feeling like your skin is running amok or you're aging before your eyes, that is a result of what's happening on the inside. And in order to heal the inside, when our body is in chaos, we need to do the opposite of what the body is experiencing, right? We need to we need to slow the roll. And the best ways to do that is to take a look at your next week and figure out what you can let go of so that you can prioritize just one thing this week, just one simple thing without cramming it in and tacking it onto something already there. Prioritize the space for that one activity and ask for help. Ask for accountability. Ask for someone to do it with you. Let your partner know you need some help in space. Hire a coach. You know, get there faster. If you want to get somewhere faster, get yourself some help. Remember, we can only go so far alone. We go a lot further when we have other people there with us. All right, sisters, those are the three big, biggest mistakes. Don't make the same mistakes that I did. Go out, be more in your life and not just less on the scale. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.